Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with the lovely Stacy Dunn-Emke. She's a registered dietitian who has been interested in food and nutrition since she was about 10 years old, leading her to a successful career in clinical dietetics, working with Dean Ornish, and creating the most amazing dietetic career resource company, nutritionjobs.com. Please enjoy my conversation with Stacy. excited to actually talk. I know we got to, we got to meet in person, which was very exciting that I got to meet you in person, but we just didn't get a lot of time to talk. So I know that you've been at this dietitian thing for a while and you've been doing some great things for our profession. So I wanted to get to know you more and kind of you tell your story of your journey into dietetics and how you're helping dietitians now. I know that's a big loaded question, but <gasps> maybe take me back to when you were a younger Stacy and how did you kind of get in or learn about the nutrition profession to become a professional in this space? Oh, well, that's a really good question. But first, I have to back up and just say, Anne, thank you so much for having me on your on your show, because I have been a huge fan for a very long time. In fact, I was looking back through my little my list of podcasts that I subscribe to, and you were like one of the first dietitian podcasts that I, that I had and subscribed oh, to. Wow. I know. And so I, I, I've been a huge fan and I think there's, you know, lots of different reasons why I've been a fan for, for the work that I do. I love how you showcase different dietitians doing different types of work, showing people what different opportunities there are out there that they can do with their background as a dietitian, just, you know, just shedding some light on our opportunities. Um, but I love your voice, your, your oh. sweet calmness. <laughs> like you're, you're just so earnest and honest. And I, I love that you're, it's not a big, you know, big sell podcast. It's, it's just great. Oh, no. So I just, I yeah. want to thank you and, and thank you for including me in this, this now tribe of uh, people on, on your podcast. So back oh, to your, your question. Tribe. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Let's see. Where do I start? Um, I, I, I knew actually there's a funny story. So I knew that I wanted to be, uh, what I later knew to be termed the dietitian when I was really, really little. And it turns out like really little, like, I mean, I was probably 10 when I knew, wow. that I, I know, I know. And that's very unusual. And, um, and I don't have that expectation of other people that are now my customers, <laughs> my clients. Um, but I, it was just like one of those, I, this, this was my calling. This was, this was my, this was my thing. And I, I used to be so into nutrition and I, and I said, there's a funny backstory in that I was just helping my mom go through some, um, books of hers and some, some things that she had in storage. And we found this old book that I had given her for Christmas and it was called, uh, taming, taming the candy monster and candy was an acronym for something, but it was about how to get kids to eat more healthy, cut the sugar out of their diet, get uh, food coloring and additives out of their diet for behavior modification or 
for improvement. Oh. And I know I thought that's, and I gave it to my mom. Like I found it somehow. Like I didn't order on Amazon, right? Because I, you know, it was ten. Yeah. And I, I gave it to her, and I was like so into nutrition. I remember reading that there used to be this publication called the Nutrition Almanac, and I would study vitamins when I was. I was little. I was like 10 or 11, 12. So interesting. Yeah. So that's how I got into it. And I, and I love, uh, food, um, as like beauty products, you know, like putting, you know, avocado on your face or egg whites or, you know, whatever, making facials. My girlfriends and I used to do all kinds of spa treatments with food and then just thinking how amazing that was. (laughs) So so anyway, I I had um, my mom had a, a friend who was a dietitian, and she sort of helped mentor me into directing my interest and passion in nutrition and micronutrients into a profession. So that, that's how I kind of got into, into the field. So I, I, I instantly went into that. That was my major. Um, there was no question. I was just sort of, you know, full, full steam ahead with that. I think that's interesting. I kind of wonder, do you think like, since if your mom didn't have this friend that was a dietitian, you know, how would that have changed the equation? Since you did like food and you liked all that stuff, you know, I think as, as people, we don't like, you know, being a dietitian at 10 years old, we wouldn't even know what a dietitian was. So thank goodness you had that family connection. I think so too. Uh, You know, it's interesting. I don't know what I would have gone into. I think I would have gone into probably computer programming or, I probably would have been a dermatologist or an esthetician or something because yes. I love. I, <laughs> I, love I still want to be that. I still want to be that. <laughs> I know. I I would. I yeah. That is my my second love is all things skin and nutrition. Like I, you know, we could go on and oh on about God. that. Um, yeah, you and I. I knew I liked you. You were like exactly <laughs> the same as I am. <laughs> we'll have to go through our beauty regimes as well yeah. before we end here today. Um, what was your question again? I forgot. Well, just like, you know, knowing, finding out through a connection of a family member, again, mm-hmm. like how that would have changed your course. And thank goodness you had that family connection to navigate you towards dietetics. Yeah. I think, again, that speaks to the idea that uh, it's great to have mentors, to be a mentor, to to find a mentor, to help guide you. Because if you don't, if you haven't seen it, you don't know that it exists. If you don't, if you don't know that it exists, you can't go down that path. You can't find that path. You know, we talk about getting on the right path, but if you don't even know it exists, then uh, that that's just so much more challenging for you. So I, I just, yeah, I was so super lucky to have found a mentor to guide me along. And, and I think that's true for the profession of dietetics as well. You know, there's so many different arms of dietetics, of nutrition that you can go into and and learning what other people do, uh, observational learning, or actually getting in there working with somebody as an intern or um, in their practice or whatever it might be, or working in a uh, in a clinical setting, it, you just it's it's a great opportunity to be able to see how you want to explore your career, what what aspects you want to enrich, what aspects are not interesting to you. You know, there's just so many different ways that a mentor, I think, can really help. And and have those real conversations, you know, like those real conversations, like you want to actually ask, but you're too scared to ask. And that's why mentors <laughs> give you like the actual answer than what you think 
you should be asking. I don't know. Like I right. like mentors. Yeah. Over I, than like professors or like things like that. Well, I think, yeah, for a professor or a, uh, an educator or reading an article about it or, uh, you know, a post on social media or something, it's just, it's just going to give you the high level information and it's just going to be, um, it's just going to, it's not going to be speaking to you directly. It's not going to be a personalized mm-hmm. intervention on, on what you, what you can do, what you want to do. And you, you just having this dialogue with somebody uh, and really getting your questions answered or just listening, just listening to what they have to say and, and hearing if this is an area you want to go into or, or sounding off with somebody like, Oh, do you have, um, can I, can I approach the practice this way? Um, um, how, how, what's your perception of that? How do you, how does, how do you think that would work out with that? Uh, has that been successful for you? I wonder if that would be successful for me. I wonder what that feels like, you know, it's just exploring all your options, all of your, your, your passions or things that are not your passion, which can be illuminating as well. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So where did you, where did you go to school? Kind of, how did you navigate that? Oh, so I went to UC Davis, University of California at Davis. Uh, they have an amazing nutrition program. And I, I just, I had such a great experience there. I had a lot of great work experience. I, I've been working for a very long time since I was a teen. But when I was at UC Davis, I did a couple of really amazing uh, internships because I, I had to sort of like pay my way. It didn't cost as much then as it does now, but I, I had to put myself through college and I worked uh, summers at the um, Campbell's Research and Development Department over in, in Dixon, California. And, oh, it was such an amazing job. It was um, receiving, it, it was, it was a summer, to- summer job and it was a six-week stint. Uh, it was a, a seasonal job. It was seven days a week, 12 hours a day. And we, there was a, a little crew of us. Oh no, it was just, it was so intense, wow. but it was the best. It was the best. And I made so much money. I would put myself through college for that next year doing this wow. job. I, uh, we would analyze lugs of, um, tomato samples from the surrounding farmers and we would analyze the tomatoes for different chemical properties and determine where their crop was going to go. So whether uh, we would look at bricks, we'd look at, um, so the sugar content, viscosity, um, uh, water content, you know, lots of chemical analyses on these tomatoes, these samples, I would, we'd get like massive lugs and and put them into a Vitamix and then do all these chemical analyses on it. They were just, we were all just college students and like one regular employee and we had the best time. <laughs> sounds so applicable to like your profession or your yeah. future profession too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I got to do some side work for them. I got to do some olfactory uh, uh, research because apparently I have a good nose. Um, and, <laughs> I know. Um, and so I got to do that with them. I also got to work um, with Dr. Judith Stern, who was a um, a really amazing dietitian also was one of the original nutrition contributors for Vogue magazine. And uh, mm. she had a clinical lab and I got to uh, work in her, her lab um, in the clinical intake lab, they called it. Um, I can't remember what she was studying. Now it was obesity. She studied a lot about obesity. And um, I think she was just sort of the, on the forefront of looking at leptin and 
um, a lot of the hormones related to satiety and uh, metabolic influences of, of um, when we eat, when we want to eat and what we do with the storage of that food. So that was super interesting. Wow. You, you, that was some amazing experiences. I know. I haven't, I haven't talked about those in a while. I'm like, gosh, that was really, that was really uh, lucky for me to have found all of these amazing jobs. Um, but I, but I think, you know, when you're a student or when you're a new dietitian or even a returning dietitian, you, you have these, these windows of time in your life when it's perfectly acceptable to say, can you show me how you do that? Can I work for you? Can I intern with you? Um, I think it'd be a little, a little more weird if I went there now. Right? It might be. <laughs> Maybe like what? Hi, <laughs> um, I, you know, you just get you get opportunities presented to you, and I, I'm always a big believer in just showing up and making yourself energetically and uh, schedule wise available to receive opportunities. Uh, you just, you never know what path it's going to take you down. So, um, so that's, that was sort of where I did my, my, um, undergraduate work, um, graduate work from the university of new Haven. It was, a at the time it was sort of the original correspondence, um, um, program. And we had the best time though. It was just a really great experience. I got to do my master's while I was working at the same time. So that's, uh, and I started working in clinical dietetics, which I loved. Um, and I'm still so thankful I had that experience, but, um, a few years under my belt and I was ready to move on. Which is understandable. Like, I think some people can, I mean, I had a preceptor that had been a dietitian in clinical at the same hospital for 40 years. <laughs> and then there's people that, you know, don't, don't last that long because they're just ready to do other things. So I understand that. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, you know, it's interesting. There's, you know, there's a lot of conversation right now with, with dietitians, uh, about, you know, what path to take. Um, do you take the path with, um, a more, a, a more lucrative outcome, uh, where you're making more money or do you take a path that's clinical? Um, and I, I, I feel like there's, you know, there's, and that's just, you know, two areas of that I'll bring up, but there are just so many opportunities and there's so many different reasons why somebody might work in one field versus another. So I, I, I think back on my clinical time and I worked, uh, um, all kinds of clinical jobs. I, I worked in a, in a burn unit. I worked in a neonatal intensive care unit. I was a, a certified nutrition support dietitian when I was, um, doing my clinical work. So I got to do some um, really amazing work. And I, during that time, I learned so much from the people that I worked with, the physicians, the physician assistants, the, the nurses, the, uh, I was on a lot of different committees that I sort of volunteered myself for um, at the hospital when I was clinical nutrition manager and in clinical. And I, I just got to meet the most amazing people and, and learn from them. And it was just a fun, it's just a fun time. I love, I love hospitals because they're like little mini cities, you know, they it's are. a fully self-contained town, you know. That's a good way of so, looking at it. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. You know, you've got, you've got everything there. Um, but especially the people and you've got, it's, it's a tough environment, uh, but you're all there together going through, um, 
high census days, low census days, uh, high infectious disease days <laughs> or not. Um, it's just, it was just a great place. And you get to see the same people. There's usually a large population of people that are there or visitors. Uh, so, you know, I think, I think from every element of someone's job experience, there's something to be learned or something to be gained that can carry you on to your next adventure. How long did you do clinical then? Because it says that you did management. So you actually... I did. So let's see. Yeah. I started working in 1992. So I've been in the profession a super long time. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, let's see, I did years of actually per diem clinical. I, I sort of patched work a bunch of jobs together in local hospitals because I couldn't find a full-time job when I first graduated my internship. Um, mm -hmm. So I did clinical for a good chunk of time. And then I did clinical nutrition management, uh, which I wasn't a huge fan of. And then I went to go do research. So that was probably like a good 10 plus years, um, uh, 10, 15 years of clinical. Altogether. I think it's inter interesting too. Like, I think there's a stigma of clinical is just clinical, but you just mentioned three different aspects of clinical, you know, mm. like there, yeah. there's a clinical dietitian, there's a management clinical dietitian, there's a research clinical dietitian. So there's different, there's differences even in the clinical sphere. There, there are, and there's outpatient. So I did, I did that as well. I uh, started an outpatient program at uh, one of the hospitals I worked at in Oakland at Summit Medical Center uh, and started this um, really fun outpatient program that was, uh, it turned out to be a really big moneymaker for the hospital because I worked with the IT department that, and helped get reimbursement, set up these, uh, these computer systems to improve the reimbursement for, for the, uh, for the, for the payment essentially. And so it was mm -hmm. a self-sustaining program and it was so fun. It was just, it was really, it was really a lot of fun. Not oh, every day, you, not every day. I don't mean to yeah. because <laughs> clearly I'm not still there. <laughs> what you mentioned, you didn't really care for management. We want to share maybe why that kind of wasn't for you. Oh gosh. Um, you know, I think I'm, I, I, I think it's my own personality. I don't know if you want to call it a flaw or my uniqueness. Um, I, I don't <laughs> like managing people. I don't like, I, I'm just not good at it. I feel like I, I sort of grew up having to be resourceful. I grew up in Northern California in a teeny tiny town and I, I feel like, you know, to get anything done, you had to make it happen yourself, you know. And so mm -hmm. that was sort of the, my, and my, both my parents were entrepreneurs. And so I grew up in this, this, with this mentality that you sort of take care of yourself. You take care of what needs to get done. And in, in management, it's kind of the other way around, right? You're, you're, you're leading, uh, your team. And I, and I felt like they, needed more leadership than I was probably able to wanted to provide. So I think that's, I, I think, I think clinical nutrition management has a lot of fun elements. I think it's great that you get to connect with other department heads uh, and, and learn uh, and develop programs for the patients, for the families, for the health of the hospital or a clinical setting, whatever it might be. Um, but it takes a lot of, um, handholding uh, of your staff. And so I had, I had a team of dietitians. I had diet techs. I had diet clerks. I um, also uh, helped with the food service workers. Um, and I just saw a lot of repetition that used to drive me insane. 
<laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Like, Gosh, do we just go over this? Oh my gosh, why are we doing it again? <laughs> Funny. Because yeah, it's true. So, That's yeah. so true. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, uh, I had some great mentors, actually. I had this amazing food service director, Sarah Tarbush. She was just, she was, I I remember sitting down in the interview with her and her, it was a new position, the clinical nutrition manager position. They had just gotten the account. I I was working for Aramark at the time and they just got me account and she had just been hired. And uh, when I was interviewing for the job, she said, I remember her saying, I don't know what motivates you, but blah, 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 blah. And I, you know, whatever it was to continue on with what the job description was going to look like. And I, those words like stuck in my head, right? Because anytime you're in a, in a job, you have to think about what is it that's giving you spark? What is it that is feeding your creativity, your curiosity, your interest in, in working? What is it in that job? That job doesn't a hundred percent have to be something that motivates you, but enough to make you get excited to go to work every day. And I, and I, or, or find it, you know, fine to go to work every day. Um, I had so many of those days, you know, drive to work and, um, honestly be excited about one or two elements of what my job is going to look like that particular day, whatever I'd planned for that day. I, uh, was just able to find it. And so I, I, she, you know, going back to the topic of mentors, like she was an amazing dietitian mentor for me. I've, I've been lucky in having a lot of uh, dietitian mentors actually along the way. Well, that speaks to kind of the different jobs and opportunities you've had too. I mean, obviously you have this personality of like, Hey, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to make this the best thing I can do. And I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to learn yeah. as much as I possibly can. <laughs> yeah. And I think that sets a tone for how you find mentors and people you work with and what you get out of the situation that you're in. Yeah, that's true. I think, you know, I think I I said this before too, that, you know, being open energetically to an opportunity or to learning or to finding something that you want to learn about, just being open, open to that and making yourself receptive and available. I think um, putting that intention out there it's, it's, it's magnetic. You know, you, you will attract, mm-hmm. you'll attract something. You'll attract a pearl, uh, a, a small tidbit. You know, if I think back on memories, they're just, they're full of little pearls from people, things, experiences I've had at work, uh, people that I've encountered, um, within my own workspace and going to dietetic meetings as well, meeting people at, uh, at conventions, conferences, um, trade booths, and, and learning from them, learning, you know, how, how is it that they communicate with their customer? How do they interact? How is it that they're better? Or, you know, what can I learn? That's the, it's all about mindset. It's just yeah. like, <laughs> how are you going to, how are you going to do this today? And what are you going to learn from it? Like, that's right, a great way to right. start the day. Yeah, yeah, sure. exactly. So when you transitioned out of clinical, what like, kind of maybe what propelled that and how and what did you do when you transitioned out? Well, so when I was a clinical nutrition manager, I I 
didn't have a lot of fun doing that job at, towards the end. I had an amazing set of friends that I'd made there. So yeah. I, I sort of stuck in that job because of these fabulous people. It was a fun chapter in my life of um, just some wonderful people that I used to work with uh, from different departments. And uh, I think I was looking, so I think I was looking for a job and we had just gotten, uh, this is going to totally date me, but we had just gotten uh, email and the internet. All of that was all brand new. And I was uh, looking around for jobs. And I couldn't find any jobs. And I thought, this is crazy. And I, I've, people have probably heard this story before, but it's like, how come there's, how come Monster and Career Builder don't have dietitian jobs? That's ridiculous. We're an awesome profession. And you know what? I'm just going to make that job board. <laughs> Because it wasn't there. It wasn't there. And so, again, people have probably heard this story if they follow me on social media or my any of my, my work. But I, I got a book on HTML for dummies. And I would do view source on, on the back end of, of different websites and go, oh, that's how you make a table. Oh, that's how you... That's how you highlight something or that's, that's how you underline, you know, code. And, uh, so I would, I would just, um, I, so I just created, uh, nutrition jobs and that's how nutrition jobs was born. Uh, coincidentally, at the same time, I found, um, the job working with Dean Ornish, uh, not too far away from where I lived in, uh, I live in San Francisco and, uh, Dean Ornish's, uh, office, his research office is in Sausalito and so they were looking for somebody who uh, could run their prostate cancer uh, lifestyle program, the nutrition component of that. So I sort of started both of those around the same time. So that was around um, 2000. Uh, so I then worked for Dean Ornish for years. I still, I still do consulting for him. I'm actually working on a project right now with mm-hmm. him. Um, but so Nutrition Jobs came out of that. It was sort of my side hustle. And, mm-hmm. um, it just grew to be this thriving, ridiculously thriving business. Um, and I was able to work at, uh, for Dean Ornish in the little nonprofit world. And it was, you know, it was a great, it was a great combination. So they, that's, you know, that's very interesting how there, you saw a need, you were like, the world needs this. So I'm just going to create it. It's just going to happen. And you taught yourself how to create it. I do. And I always joke like, gosh, you know, why didn't I think of doing nursingjobs.com at the same time? Oh, sure. Yeah. That would have been pretty amazing. (laughs) Exactly. Actually, it was already out there. It was already done, but I didn't think, oh, well, someone's doing it. I didn't think, oh, well, I can do it. I can do it better. You know, I was Sure. singularly focused on my profession and elevating my profession. And um, it was funny when I originally started it, I didn't, I didn't charge employers to post the job. So in, in the beginning days, people would, would email me their job postings and I would upload them in table format. I would FTP them wow. to the server where it was hosted and, and then it would go live. And I, there was some, something happened after a year. I forget what it was. I think it was a recruiter that was posting and that they were going to get a finder's fee. And I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, this job's going to cost you. Now, I'm going to give me one night. I will reprogram it. <laughs> I will now have uh, an invoicing system. And uh, so, yeah, so then it quickly became super, super successful. I used to hide 
um, well, this is an interesting topic. I used to hide um, how much it made when talking to other dietitians because I, you know, how much revenue it brought in because it was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And um, our profession just wasn't money focused um, like we are now, which is, which is fantastic. Uh, and so it was just very successful and, and I love doing it, but I used to do it. I used to do it. So I used to work my job with Orgish, you know, nine to five, and then I would run the website at night, uh, and, um, and sort of, so you never hours. slept. <laughs> well, you know, but I didn't have a family then I didn't have children. Yeah. I didn't have, um, you know, I would go out to, you know, my, my day was, uh, go work for Ornish and do all these amazing things and meet all these amazing people and work with our awesome participants in the research trial. And then I would uh, go do uh, like a spin class with my friends and a yoga and then we all go out to eat. And then I'd uh, work on the website from like 10 on 10 PM on and then start the day wow. over again. Like it's just a different, it was a different life. Just, just different time. Yeah. <laughs> just a different, different chapter. <laughs> So did you, so now you still, you said you still do some stuff for, I think working with Dean Ornish had to be like an amazing opportunity uh, that yeah. I think dietitians would dream of having. Oh uh, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's incredibly hard work. Uh, but the people that I got to meet, well, you know, I live in San Francisco and so I am around and, and my friends are these amazing people working at uh, company names that everybody would know just because this is, this is where a lot of it happened. The mecca, yeah. the mecca of it. And, and with Dean, I, I just got to meet so many amazing people and, and learn from so many people. He, he is, you know, speaking of mad magnetic personalities, like he just attracts uh, very amazing people in all different spectrums of, of work um, from the, um, you know, like uh, in the meditation world, John Kabat-Zinn, uh, I, I can go on and on about those people, the, um, uh, the tech people, Larry Ellison and I got to work with a lot of, um, tech people, uh, uh, Reed Hoffman at LinkedIn. And, uh, you know, I just got to do a lot of, uh, a lot of really great stuff. Um, and I got to go on a lot of shows, uh, TV shows on behalf of him and his work. And also got to do a lot of uh, nutrition lectures to, uh, uh, you know, really interesting uh, audiences because, again, talking about his work um, and, um, I mean, I could, that could be a whole other show. Like, <laughs> these people. Yeah, we might have to do, we might have to do that. Because <laughs> yeah. I just, I think that's interesting, like how you're, you have your own business, which is doing really, really well. But then you're in this other job that's very, very I mean, it sounds like you, it was a lot of hard work. And a it lot was of hard. Stressful it's, things it's, that you had to it's do. very stressful. So it was so, it was very stressful. Um, some days would be nice and quiet and, 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 and lovely working with the participants, the intervention. There's four arms to the intervention. It was nutrition, which is a vegan 10% fat diet, which I helped them follow and participate in and do all the nutritional analyses and paper writing and stuff. And then there's stress management, which includes yoga and meditation. And then there's group support and then there's exercise. And so that was like, that was my life. Like it was, it was yeah. such a beautiful, healthy. Yeah. But then, you know, you'd be like working along, having fun, you know, meeting fun people. And then you get a call from Dean saying that, um, 
Oprah. I can't, I can't be on the Oprah show tomorrow. So, um, I signed you up and you're, you're going to fly out tomorrow. You know, <laughs> Oh my like, God. What? No, no, oh, not me. Geez. Really? I don't feel good. No. <laughs> yeah. And that's just something you say no to. You're like, uh-huh. Right. Okay. So that's one of those things you just jump off the cliff. It's like, yeah. I don't want to be on this, on this, uh, this ledge. Some people love that. I'm, I'm not, but anyway, so I got to be on the Oprah show. I got to be on, um, MSNBC, like all this stuff. Again, talking about, about his work, which I believe in, I think it's uh, really amazing stuff and it really does make an impact on people's health. So, Mm -hmm. which is why you're still working with them, right? That's why you still do some work. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could. Do you have clips of all these segments you've done for Um, Dean Ornish? Do you have? I do. I do have. The uh, the Oprah show, it's really funny. I, I show it to my kids because, you know, it's funny, you know, when you have, I got married later in life and have my children later in life. And so I've had like this really robust career, of course, and experiences and things and traveling and all that. And you, you try to explain that to your kids and they're, you know, like, uh-huh, mom. Yeah, right. Staring at you. <laughs> and so I was, my mom. husband actually pulled out the DVD of me on Oprah and you should have seen their faces. They're like, Mom, that's you? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't imagine you've changed all that much. You, you're very um, young and you're very vibrant. So I don't think you've changed that much. Maybe not my energy, but, uh, you know. <laughs> but I think they were also just like surprised, like, Mom, that's, that's, that's you and you're Oprah. You're on TV. Wait, what, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> that's awesome. That's a great legacy. I know that's, that's always my, you know, like when you have kids and when they start school and they do little icebreakers with the people, you know, like, you know, which one's it, which one's the truth, which one's a lie. Like, mm-hmm. that, that always pops up. Who's been on Oprah? <laughs> on Oprah. <laughs> that's cute. Uh, then that had to be a hard decision. Well, I mean, since your, your own business was doing well, like how did you, how do you make that hard choice of saying, I'm going to focus on my side hustle? No, I know. It's a hard awesome job I have. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's never, it's never black and white about decisions like that. It was a, it was such a struggle. So I tried to do every, so what happened was I, I got married and I had my first child um, and I thought, yes, I can do this all. I can work my 60 hour a week job with Ornish 60 plus. Um, I can run a, you know, a six figure, uh, business and, um, I can be a wife and I can be a mom. Look at me. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Girl. <laughs> and I can nurse my child while oh, all this is happening. And Throw that in I, the remember, mix. Like, I went back to work and. I had my, my daughter, uh, she was in a little tiny daycare. Like it was like a three, three infant daycare and I would work. And then I find myself running from my desk to my car and just like speeding all the way over to the daycare to nurse. Cause she wouldn't take a bottle and, oh and get there and just be like in a sweat. The poor kid was probably like, like, you know, Ew. consuming cortisol. <laughs> Why is my mom so sticky? Why is my mom? Yeah. What's wrong with mom? (laughs) That went on for about three months. And and I realized like, this is ridiculous. This is not sustainable. This isn't, this isn't good for anybody. 
Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, I, I, you know, it was, it was a clear choice, uh, you know, th- but it was hard to make that choice. It was hard to say goodbye, which is probably why I really haven't, you know, I still, I still do stuff with the office, my, my coworkers and, uh, Ornish, um, it's, it is, it's hard. It's a, it was a hard, hard decision, uh, but it had to be made. It was, it was too yeah. silly. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So since then I've had three children, um, and just run the, the website full time. So let's talk about your website. Cause honestly, I know we started following each other and I was like, what is this awesome nutrition job? <laughs> like I have no idea about any of it. So yeah. I want you to share more about the, what you do, what you have available, why people definitely need to know about you and about yeah. nutritionjobs.com. Well, I think, I think the bottom line is that it's a site that I built for my profession, for dietitians. It is a career portal. So it's had many different, you know, speaking of different phases of, of career life, uh, the job board itself has had lots of different, uh, uh, reiterations of itself. You know, originally it was just the job board. Uh, it was just jobs. And, and then it became this portal for, uh, resume so that, uh, people could post their resume, uh, and employers could find them. It was a connector. Um, and, and now, you know, again, it's, it's, I am celebrating 20 years in business this year. Wow. And I know, I know. And, and, and now I, I see it as being a resource for dietitians and dietitians to be of how, how to better ourselves and um, enhance our professional profile and show all of our awesomeness in, in different ways in what our, our professional profile encompassing our resumes, our um, LinkedIn profiles, how we present on social media and how we perform in a job interview, um, what our communication looks like in terms of cover letters, how we plan our day. So I've got now courses and uh, lots of interaction with my with my my people my my community of of followers on the different social media platforms and then also on the actual website i've got this uh, wonderful email uh, list of people who i send out uh, my dietetic career picks i've got uh, great articles that are written by the wonderful sarah kosick she's she's super awesome um, she's a great connector, um, uh, and a great networker. Um, she's much better at it than I am. <laughs> and between the two of us, we write for the site and, um, just provide a lot of resources, um, for dietitians. Um, lots of stuff for free. I do a lot of, uh, actually, you know, what's been interesting is during, um, uh, the, uh, COVID, um, epidemic, I've been able to also add additional services to the site. And that is, providing free webinars. And it's really fun because, you know, for years I work in a vacuum. I work silently on the computer. You know, I've got this massive business that just sits on my little MacBook Air. (laughs) (laughs) These are the headquarters, right? And (laughs) I, and, and interacting, you know, I go to Fancy every year to the conference every year and have a booth and that's super fun. And I go to a bunch of conferences uh, of my local and, and state and, um, and do other things too, but, but having these weekly 
webinars uh, have been so fun. It's been so fun interacting with people from all over the globe. So I'm happy to be able to do that. So I've got uh, um, resume revamping services. I've got um, courses on how to build a modern winning resume. Our, our resumes look different now than uh what they looked like five years ago, 10 years ago. Same thing with LinkedIn profile. It's how, so I think dietitians in general are really talented, talented uh, group of professionals, uh, but it doesn't always come across in um, our profiles or our resumes. Sure. It, mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, sort of looks um, yeah, not so professional all the time. And so I think that's where I come in. And I have had so many years looking at resumes. I've been interviewing people for years and I have interviewed as well. And so I've got this knowledge base that I can apply. And I, and I work really closely with a lot of dietetic recruiters as well. Uh, I've got, so I've got, you know, resume checklists. I've got the course, a self-guided course that you can go through and um, tackle different elements of the resume, but there are certain elements to it that really help it stand out and help you differentiate yourself from um, your other amazing coworkers or you know dietitian um, uh, friends that are out there as well. Well, I think it's good that you talk about the importance of how the resume has changed. And I mean, I haven't done a resume for a long time, so I mean, that'd be interesting if I had to. It would definitely not be the same, but how you can make yourself more marketable. And then LinkedIn, you know, I don't, do you feel like that's like a hidden gem that people don't participate in enough? Or, oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's yeah. not, it's not as sexy as uh, TikTok or um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Snapchat or Instagram. It's not, it's not someplace you hang out on. It's, um, I, I give a lot of talks on LinkedIn profiles and I'm, um, it's one of my specialties. Actually, I love it. And I've, I've been um, a big fan of it for, for many years. Um, but it is, it is one of those, it's kind of the, uh, the adult in the room of social media, you know, it's, it's, yes. it's very, um, it's not stiff, uh, but it's, it's a professional platform and it's the best place you can go to, to find leads. Like, let's say you want to go work for a company. You want to go work for, um, let's say, uh, eat love or Sunbasket or, you know, what you, but you, you don't know who to contact. You can, look up the company in LinkedIn, see who works there, see if you're already a connection with one of those employees or see if one of your, you're a second degree connector or send them a, a, a an email or an in, in message note to express your interest in working for them. They may not have a job that's advertised just yet, but, but say, can I send you my resume? I love your company. I would love to work for you. Um, here's, mm. here's who I am. There's just, there's no other platform you can do that. You can't, you know, if you're going to do that on Instagram or TikTok, you're, you're talking to the social media manager. You're not talking to yeah. an individual. So it's just so invaluable. Um, yeah, I think it, it, it's, it's not, it's not the first place you're going to go to in the morning when you're, <laughs> You're waiting no, for the shower to warm up. You're like, you know, that's not, you know, LinkedIn's like, ooh, what's going on on LinkedIn today? Um, <laughs> that, you know, once you sit down and get serious about, uh, uh, you know, your career direction, what you want to figure out what to do, that's where you're going to go. You're going to go to LinkedIn. And so I've got lots of great resources on how to improve 
your job search on LinkedIn, how to create what's called an all-star LinkedIn profile. There's a particular algorithm that you need to, to follow to do that. Um, some of it's uh, inherent and, and uh, natural to see and others, other elements of it are not. And that's where I can, I can help with that as well. Well, so I still in- have jobs on the site too. I still have jobs. <laughs> saying, still still jobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that, but there's a lot more now to nutrition jobs. So interesting how it's evolved and just using your, just tapping into your expertise too, of like you've said, I've, I've read a lot of resumes. I've done a lot of this stuff and I love LinkedIn and you don't hear a lot of dietitians say, I love LinkedIn. So that's good to hear that, that that's a valuable resource for people. And especially during this crazy year of 2020, like jobs aren't the easiest to come by and you need to kind of set yourself above the rest. The other interesting thing about LinkedIn is it's the only platform where you can go and look at someone else's resume. Um, and that is their, their headline. And if you become uh, a connection with somebody, you can actually look at their about or their summary section and see what it is that they offer, at what skills they have, what, you know, there's a section on there called skills and endorsements. And you can see who who endorses them for what skill? I'm like, oh, that's an interesting skill to have. Um, mm. working, you know, wh- whatever it might be that someone's interested in. Um, or you can see who uh, makes a recommendation for that person you're interested in. There's just no other platform for you to be able to do that. I'm going to start hopping on LinkedIn a little bit. I'm gonna, now, <laughs> I'm curious, now I'm more curious about it. I'm kind of like, I got to go check this out a little bit. <laughs> I can do a, a LinkedIn profile review for you. <laughs> I might, I might need that. I, I would, it'd be interesting to see what you'd say. I'm sure you'd be like, what, the, what is she doing? <laughs> Cause they, I think that it was suggested at one time. I, I think I probably listened to a speaker or something somewhere and they're like, you should really be on LinkedIn. And yeah. that's probably when I created my profile and didn't, really giving it too much thought, just yeah. kind of threw it all in there. Yeah. 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 I should, I should make that my, my mission the rest of this year is to help people make more prettier LinkedIn profiles so that people yeah. want to go there. Prettier. Make can, it you know, it's, it's not, it's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Your sexy profile. That might flag me. So I don't have to probably call something yeah, out. Yeah. You don't want to yeah. do that. <laughs> you can say that in private. <laughs> <laughs> You also mentioned that your business is kind of evolving a little bit and you're working on some new things. So what kind of things can dietitians of all levels, not just new dietitians, but maybe people that have been out of the biz for a while and want to get back into it. I mean, you're open to all types of people in the dietetics world. So what kind of things are you working on? I am working on right now, um, this should be public or out there by the time that this podcast airs, but I'm, I'm working on a set of planners. I know that sounds kind of, um, again, not so sexy, but plan- I love daily planners, weekly planners, monthly planners, things to sort of motivate me and to inspire me to, to uh, however someone wants to see their job searches, adding skills to their repertoire or wanting to connect with more people, but find that incredibly painful like I do that uh just you know little motivational things so i have um that uh that i'd like to be able to help other people with because i i find i'm i'm obsessed with planning i don't know if that's part of the dietitian um phenotype (laughs) 
I think it is. <laughs> I love planning and planners and um, checklists. I love checklists. I'm always having my mm-hmm. kids, you know, what's on your checklist today? <laughs> you know? And then check it off. It's so satisfying. It's check so it off. satisfying. It's such a great sense of accomplishment that, it is. that feeling of a win or you, know, you can look back on your day and you may not feel accomplished. Um, but if you, if you look back and you, and you think about what you did, what, what did happen, what did transpire, um, just by looking at your, your checklist or not, and maybe it was, you know, too much on a checklist, um, and you can roll that over to the next week or, or what, and things evolve, right? So, so Uh planners, I, I've got a series of courses on how to build a standout modern resume, um, how to create an all-star LinkedIn profile. I've got um, tutorials on and workbooks on how to uh, do well during a a job interview. And then I've got an ebook on how to create a a, a dietetic resume. It's, it's got it like a step-by-step guide with templates and uh, just some, some of the juicy, juicy bits to uh, the job search process and the career exploration process. I don't do too much on career clarity. I'll leave that to some other fabulous dietitians, but um, I, I kind of get in more with the, the nuts and the bolts and the step-by-step guides and um, actionables that you can, that you can take. So that's also valuable. I wish I would have been around when I was a younger dietitian and it, it probably was again, like I don't even realize it was around, but yeah, yeah. it sounds also helpful for everyone that's, trying to navigate this professional space, but don't know where to get the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I'm excited to see what's coming in the future. I know that I'm definitely going to go and I looked at your site before, but I think I can already envision talking to my interns about connecting with you and going to your site. Yes. Things like that. That'd be a great resource. A mentor resource to be like, hey, I know this awesome chick. Yes, Her name is Casey, yeah. and she has this awesome website. Yeah, I've yeah, that she offers. Yeah. All right. Well, looking at the future is exciting. This is not going to be immediate, but it will be one of those things that, again, that work in progress. Like, don't stop moving forward. Like, I think that's the best message I'm getting from you. It's everything's a great experience. Everything should be an experience and you should learn from everything that you do. Yeah, I think, I think you, you actually summed it up really nicely. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, like, right. I, I have to like add that to my, to my mission is, um, <laughs> right. Like, you know, don't, it, there, there are days where you're not going to like either your job or the profession. And that's completely normal for any, anything, any, mm-hmm. any aspect of life. Like, there might be some days that you enjoy um, doing carpools if you're if you're yeah. um, a family person. And like, there's some days I love. Most days I love them. Actually, that's super fun fun thing to do. But there's some days, you know, it's just it's it doesn't work. And so don't get discouraged about the profession and having your clinical uh, work be discouraging to you. Just look for the opportunity. Look for. Um, what observational learning uh, and what that can bring to you. Uh, take advantage of tools that other dietitians create for you to enhance your career, myself included. And uh, take every opportunity as a, I know it's such a cliche, but as a, a learning experience, you, when you walk into a party and you, and you look at a bunch of people and your first thought should be like, 
after you think of like, where's the shrimp platter? Like where, who can I, I, what can I learn from? What pearl am I going to come home with? I'm so excited to know what pearl I'm going to come home. It could be a, a sentence, a word. It could be an idea. It could be, um, it could be anything, it, it, just anything that sort of sparks you um, and uh, makes you move forward and energizes you. So, you know, li- life is a, again, this, this sounds like, you know, not too cliche, hopefully, but that it's a learning process. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, you, you just take all of these little ingredients that you get throughout the day to create what kind of cake you're going to end up with eventually. I like the pearl thing. That's something I'm going to always remember now and be like, look at a pearl. Cause I love pearls. Just in general, I love pearls. I just love one pearls. little bit. Yeah. Yes. I've, I've learned so much. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that'll stick with me. I love that. All right. I have some tough questions for you as I end all my podcasts with, um, why don't you share with me some foods you enjoy? Oh gosh. Um, I am a huge hors d'oeuvre lover. <laughs> Speaking of parties, <laughs> I love hors d'oeuvres. I always have. I've always been, um, even when I was little, um, hors d'oeuvres, cheese platters, shrimp platters. Um, I like it. Plates, <laughs> right? Like uh, tapas. Um, variety. You get a little bit of everything. You get a little bit of little, little tasty nuggets, little tasty, little tasty pearls, right? <laughs> tasty pearls. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, beverages or beverage that you enjoy? Oh gosh, um, uh, you know, I would say a, a couple. Um, my my first beverage of the day is usually a little bit of apple cider vinegar and water, or some lemon juice to start my day, mm. and then. After I, I always exercise in the morning. I try to get as much done in the morning as I can before everybody's awake. And because <laughs> uh, you're, like, life is predictable before they all wake up. Afterwards, sure. not so. And so I try to get my either bike ride or running in. And then right when I come home, I like to have um, what I call like my bulletproof coffee. So I've got a little espresso with some collagen. Um, mm. I put some matcha powder in there and some MCT oil. So that's my first, second beverage. And then I drink a pot. What am I saying? Several pots of tea all day long. Black tea. Strong <laughs> black, tea. black tea all day long until nice. the wee, wee hours of the morning. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You must use the bathroom a lot. <laughs> I, was thinking, I, was, I was just saying that to my friend the other day. I said, I don't know if I could ever go back to working in an office because I'd have to have like one of those bathrooms right next, right inside my you, office. I'd have to be so like, I gotta go. And special. I'd have to have my own bathroom inside my office. Not because I'm, you know, needing to take a shower in there or anything. It's because I, you know, I drink a lot of tea. I drink a lot of tea. What kind of scents or smells do you enjoy? Um, oh gosh. Um, I, I laughed when, uh, I got a heads up about this question because, um, the first thing that came to mind was, um, Lang Lang. I don't know if you've ever smelled Lang Lang or sandalwood or Lang Lang. I, I, I love, I love that smell. And I was laughing because, um, before I had my first child, before I'd gone through childbirth, um, I thought that I was going to be doing like, you know, not, not necessarily a home birth, but a, you know, drug free, uh, mm-hmm. fully, fully non-intervention birth. Um, 
and that Lang Lang was going to take me through that process. Oh, <laughs> yes, magical. Lang Lang. Yeah, so that, that was a complete myth. And uh, <laughs> that is not how childbirth went for me the first time. Um, so, but yeah. you still like the smell of it. So that's I like good. I like the smell of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't, re- didn't derail you from liking the smell. <laughs> um what kind of things that what kind of things do you like to listen to when you're working or when you're playing or when you're with your family um when i'm working i i i can't hear anything in fact i put on these noise canceling headphones uh, onto my yeah i have to have well i have you know i work in um you know because i have a family and i'm fairly involved with them in their in their school life especially now we're all like on top of each other here at our house because we said you, you lost your office. Well, and, and, yeah, we're still sheltered in place at this time in this recording, and so all five of us are here. Um, oh gosh! And what is feeling like an RV now? Like it's we're like <laughs> on top of each other. So I, I I usually work. You know, the book ends of the day, like in the morning, um, and like super late at night, and I need to do really concentrated thinking and very deep thinking and that's when i'm most creative and i have to turn everything else off so i can go down the caves of my brain and be like super creative and so i have to have headphones on while i'm doing that so i don't listen to anything um outside of that um you know i think i have two teenagers uh and a little and a 10 year old and i think they sort of dictate what gets played in the house i'm sure they do yeah (laughs) Um, yeah, so there's a lot of whatever, whatever's going on on TikTok. Um, we also have been doing a lot of, uh, so because they're teenagers, they have a hard time going to sleep at night. And so (laughs) we've gotten into, uh, with at least one or two kids of the three, uh, doing like little sound bath meditations at night. So uh, there's great sound baths, um, uh, that you can find on Spotify. So we actually listen to a lot of these like, you know, quiet meditation, um, sort of hypno techno sound bouncy stuff. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, it yeah. sounds good. It was one of my <laughs> dietetic career picks. I think uh, one week it was a sound bath. Um, nobody took me up on it. Nobody followed me on my Spotify playlist. But... Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that sounds awesome. My... Yeah, I would love. Please do because I love that kind of stuff. So yeah, I would yeah. definitely be interested in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Final question. What brings you joy in life? Oh, gosh. You know, um, that varies so much uh, every day. Um, I think when my family is happy and healthy, that brings me incredible joy and peace of mind. Um, I think for me personally, uh, you know, I, I love that feeling, the joy I feel when I've just finished one of my hot yoga classes, my, <laughs> my Bikram yoga class, it kind of stinks while you're in there. It's not fun, but when you're <laughs> done at that, that feeling of clarity, um, lightness, um, the energy, the creativity is just so, it's so great. Um, I also like riding my bike around San, I live in San Francisco in, in the city and, uh, I love getting around town on my bike and especially 
at night, like I'll go meet friends for dinner and, um, yeah. I'll, I'll hide my bike light and my bike, my bike helmet and, and, uh, you know, show up and not look too silly. Like, you know, I'll dress <laughs> up with my nice shoes on having ridden my bike, but then the bike ride home. I just, uh, I just, I love it. Like, I just, I love night riding. There's something about that, though. I would agree with you. There's something about evenings and like having quiet peace to yourself yes. and being in the Speed. open open road, <laughs> whatever that term means. But I can see that. I really can. I love it. We have great hills here, so you can get some 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 good air. <laughs> yeah, good views too. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I think it this is such a beneficial conversation. I'll be selfish for myself because I enjoyed learning about you and your awesome business and all the amazing. I still think we need to have an episode two so we can talk more about your life as a Dean Ornish dietitian. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, so I hope you'll take, if I reach out to you, I hope you'll take me up on it. But thanks for wow. all you do for our profession. And um, if you, you are listening and you don't know Stacey, please go follow her. I've linked her stuff in our show notes nutritionjobs.com. She's a wonderful resource. Thank you, Anne, so much for having me on your podcast. And again, just right back at you that thank you for what you're doing for our profession and illuminating opportunities that are available to people uh, as side hustles or as full-time positions or, uh, or both. <laughs> both, both, yeah, work it all together, whatever makes you happy. Uh, thank you so much for what you're doing. And thank you so much for having me on, on your show. I really, I'm honored. Thank you. Stacy is such a fantastic human. I was so lucky to meet her at Fancy, And I just think it's amazing how she saw a need in our profession for a job search engine and she created it and learned how to do it all on her own. I think that's so powerful as a dietitian and just as a human being in general. She has such great resources and services. She's even offering, take her advantage of this, a special discount for any of my listeners who would benefit from her services. She's offering a 20% discount on her dietetic career guides, which are like resumes, her confidence booster, LinkedIn profiles, interviewing courses, and career planning weekly club. If you use the code Anne Elizabeth. Link to courses is found in the bio of the podcast. So make sure to hop on over to the show notes and remember to use that code Anne Elizabeth for 20% off. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day and to start a conversation that truly matters.